still got one man up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. My name is Gabriel and I'm joined as ever by my good friend and fellow Bath fan, Tom, to talk about another Bath collapse. A sense of deja vu, Tom, but before I throw it to you, I'm going to start off with a positive, which may be a surprise to the listener, but a positive certainly for us, and that is with this continuous failing of Bath in the second half we've actually started to predict things correctly on this podcast I think if you went back and listened to our discussion about Northampton Saints we almost to a T predicted what was going to happen on Saturday I'm not sure that makes it any sweeter though does it or or kind of any constellation after another brutal brutal showing Tom how are you mate I'm good yeah Yeah. how many um how many games left is it Three. <laughs> Three or four, yeah. It's um I guess the other positive is that we barely have to do any kind of prep for this podcast anymore. <laughs> it feels like we're saying the same thing and just changing the names each time. Any more? Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry? Any more from you? Any more than usual. Obviously I've been I've been sweating over the latest edition of the Munster Munch, which I'm sure all the listeners are essentially tuning in only for that this week. <laughs> but um yeah. It can't it can't, I don't know, I'd probably echo a few fans that I've seen on social media, but I feel like we've we've really put a lot of effort and we've backed this team for the whole season and we'll continue to do so, but I'm kind of ready for the end of the season now and I'm ready for the start of the next, I'm not going to lie. What a way to sell the latest edition of the Bath Rugby <laughs> Plug. Um, of course, we will be talking all about the 31 to 36 defeat at Northampton Saints, focusing in particular on the the, the, the fabulous collapse from 31-12 up on 64 minutes to, to lose the game in such spectacular fashion was was really an impressive feat. We'll talk all about that. And then, of course, the Munster Munch, the main feature of the podcast, might throw in the thick to scale and then look ahead to the West Country Derby, the West Country Derby away at Gloucester, which might be a tough one, Tom. Um, certainly was a tough one on Saturday, um, before, we get into it, before we get into it, G, I was, I was having a little think about this and, and scrolling back through the, through the fixtures. Do you think, given the, the, the scale of the collapse, given, you know, incredible, and I say, I mean, incredible collapse that, that, that we made in that last 15 minutes, do you think this is, how, how do you think this ranks in terms of lows, all-time lows of the season so far? Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because... I actually think we're probably not as bad a team as we have been at parts of this season. Like, you know, we lost 71-17 or something to Saracens at home. We conceded another 71 to Gloucester at points. You know, this team it has been and still is, but has been, you know, at best a pub side. It's slightly better than a pub side now, but it almost feels harder to take this one because there was that sense of, pure inevitability about the situation even when we're kind of leading by so much with with 15 points to go I think that almost makes it more difficult because this team you know isn't as bad as it was but we're still so far away from from actually being a side which is is, is going to win win important games and win when it gets tough yeah it's, it's, we've, we've come a long way and I think we're 
we're not far off in a in in a few ways we're not far off and I think but it but it is the hope that kills you and we when you when you when you play well in parts in that game you have a decent 60 minutes you show some nice glimpses you've got guys who are really standing up and and, and playing some good stuff Spencer JJ in particular I thought had had good games then to collapse like that when you think the win is there for the taking, it's almost more painful than getting it getting it handed to you when you know that that result's inevitable. I think, yeah, the Saracens game at home in the Premiership, that was that's probably that probably tops it for me. That's the that's the worst I felt as a Bath fan in a long time. <laughs> Even the Bristol close defeat, which we arguably should have won at Ashton Gate, that hurt because it was Bristol and because again we 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 you know we probably should have got that win. But yeah, I think just the just the way we handed that to Northampton Saints, the way we just capitulated in every shape and form during that last 15 minutes. I think, I think this slides onto the podium to take a, to take a, a near third place in the worst, worst defeat of the season for me. So why don't we kick off then, Tom, with, with a thick to scale rating with, with that in mind. And, and, and I'll kick us off with, with a two. And I'm not sure I've, I've gone as low as that. I'm, I, I probably actually did after the Saracens defeat. But, but yeah, I, I think, think you've been, been negative figures, haven't you, before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not too familiar with how earthquakes operate. I'm not sure you can have a negative thick Richter scale, but maybe you can have a negative thick scale. You're the creator of it. Maybe you tell me. You can have a two. You can have a two. Why don't you tell us why? I think for the, for those reasons, for, for the for the reasons I highlighted, I, I feel like the inevitability of the, the the defeat kind of speaks to to the fact that we're just doing the same thing again over and over and expecting those different results. And I just think the only way this is going to change is is through kind of sufficient and, and significant change in the summer. And, and yeah, I just think the manner in which we, we threw it away and the manner in which we showed so little fight in that last 15 minutes just, just made it so, so difficult. And, and I just feel kind of, yeah, sorry for some of the, the boys that are putting in, you know, a monumental effort when, when, when frankly, there, there are others that, that simply aren't. And sorry for, for the fans who, who have turned out. We weren't, neither of us were at the wreck, thankfully, on, on Saturday. But yeah, sorry for the fans that continue to show their support for the club. And, and yeah, I, I kind of feel like it was just such an inept last 20 minutes that, that, that leaving the game, you, you can't, I don't think you can justify any higher than a, a two. Yeah, I think, I think I'd, I'd probably agree with you. I, why, why it hurts a bit more as well is, I think you use the, you use the word inevitable and it felt, I don't know if I, I quite agree with that. I think it felt less inevitable than the, the capitulations that we've shown in the last couple of weeks. If we're, we're, if we're comparing, if we want, we're, we're splitting hairs here, but the Edinburgh defeat, it felt like we were running out of gas. Exeter the week before in particular, that felt properly inevitable that they would start to turn up the heat in the last quarter. I felt in that game, Northampton didn't play particularly well. I mean, Chris Boyd came out and says it's it's probably the worst 60 minutes they played. They butchered chances. They threw about four or five forward passes. They, I, I don't think they were particularly well disciplined either, to be honest. And they, they you know, they, they let us get in behind them. They let us score some... Some 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 relatively fortunate tries, you know, kick throughs, etc. They were they didn't defend the blind side, defend Spencer, and you're always going to get punished if you do that. And so I think actually, on a, you know, when there was that kind of prolonged injury break, which I think was a bit of a, a bit of a turning point, it felt like it was quite even, and it felt like Northampton were pretty toothless. We were probably running out of steam a bit, but 
24 points, it, it felt like we were pretty safe to me, to be honest. Um, and so, that, yeah, that's, that's why I think it just hurts a little bit more because I don't think they were particularly good and we still found a way to, to, to let them have it. And I mean, I'm sure we'll come on to it, but I think it's not just the players on the pitch that are to blame. The, the, the tactical substitution calls that, that were made, I think, are just, just contribute so significantly to that as well. Um, but yeah, two, two for me as well, G, I think it's fair. I actually think, Tom, as we delve into the game in earnest, I actually think there was signs of, of, of what was to come in that first half. And, and I think it's difficult, but because I'll, I'll come on to why fitness maybe isn't the, the, main, the main reason later. But I, I do think in that first half, there were, there were signs that, that we were already starting to, to flag. You know, the pace at which they walk to lineouts. It's, it's, I think it's a little thing, but I just feel like it's such a kind of psychological something you know so simple that, that you can do to to kind of show that you are still kind of enthusiastic and, and energetic towards to, to, towards the, the the game and towards the effort. You know, you see Bath put the ball into the corner, have a five ten meter line out. That should be a fantastic attacking opportunity. You know, you should be trying to put the opposition forwards under pressure and under the heat but you see them and you know Charlie Yule's there just ambling waddling up and I just think that is just such a you know I, I think they're not fit enough to, to, to up the pace and I just think that just just showed that maybe what's to come you know for another another thing that, that that stood out to me was I think Luke Pierce on on about the the third you know 25 minute mark said to Valerie Morisov number one, back to your feet, don't just take a knee to get a break. And I think we saw kind of the way Valerie, Valerie Morisov's performance tailed off, you know, so significantly in that second half. Uh, and finally, the way in which they, they were celebrating tries, Muir scored in the corner after a sustained period of pressure and nobody kind of went, went up to him. And I think they were kind of signposts to, to what was to come, despite, you know, what was a decent first half performance going in 17-7 uh, and with some... some quite exciting attacking play I thought um, yeah, and, yeah and, and some nice play you know I think it's spot on fitness is fitness is clearly an issue I don't think it's necessarily to blame for the capitulation this time I mean I mentioned the injury break that they had wow sort of a 10-15 sort of minute break that they had we also had I'd brought on some subs during that period who were relatively fresh legged at that point so I don't even think it was I don't even think it was so much of a of a fitness issue I agree there was some some early signs, but there was some, again, there was some quite nice, some quite nice play in patches. I feel like, um, I feel like, as I said last week, we've kind of abandoned, or I think I alluded to this last, last week, at least Stuart, when Stuart Hooper came in, Neil Hatley came in, the focus was very clear. Let's build up from, uh, you know, solid set piece defense, all the, all the usual stuff that we hear when new coaches come in. That's kind of all gone out the window. Obviously, we're 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 bringing in new coaches for next season. We that that banging that drum just clearly wasn't working. We we lost fifteen or whatever it was in the bounce. And they've clearly been told, right? Let's build some confidence up. Let's throw the ball around a little bit. And I think that has played into the hands of of some guys that we've not seen play that well in the early parts of the season. I thought Cipriani had a had a pretty good game as well, pulling the strings. I thought Ben Spencer as ever was was fantastic, and he plays in that in that he plays much better at that kind of pace. And Jonathan Joseph as well. Mm. I thought he had a fantastic fifty or sixty minutes. You know, he he. he I, I thought he was looking looking in a, a little bit kind of close to to the JJ that we've seen in seasons gone by. 
So I think there were there were some good sparks in that in that early in that you know in that, in that first sixty minutes we scored a, a couple of good tries, albeit you know fairly fortunate um, in in a couple of cases. But, um, but yeah, it's just not enough, and I don't really want to focus on that part of the game because it, you know it, it doesn't really matter at the end of when, when all said and done. JJ was effectively playing ten in that in that first half, and, and for the majority of the game, and until Orlando Bailey came on. I thought we were playing without a 10 and JJ was fulfilling that role. The number of times he took the ball at first receiver and distributed or kicked effectively in behind. I completely agree. I thought he was in that first half, well, he was bloody outstanding to be honest with you. Creating so much, looking at threat with ball in hand, you know, either he took it, either he took it at first receiver or Cipriani shipped to him, shipped it to him straight away. And, and then he looked to create. Oh, I, I thought, in the game like that, completely suited him, and and yeah, you know, new contract under his belt, and a, a, a really good, really good performance. So yeah, I thought I thought that was excellent from from Joseph. He he was you know a standout in that first half for sure. And and strangers, I say, playing playing at, at fly half or, or kind of acting as a fly half for for the majority of for the majority of it. You know, there was still some some pretty poor play. Um, from Bath in that first half and 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 yeah I think we were we were almost lucky for me to go in in at 17 seven half and and as I and, and as I pointed to I think there were some clear signs of of what was to come from from our pack in particular um let's move into to the second half Tom and 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 kind of focus on on what was a really good 20 minutes for for Bath and in particular kind of the minutes between 50 and 60 minutes when when quite frankly Ben Spencer just just took over the game scoring two tries converting both of them yeah, yeah why did they why did this why did they switch kickers interesting wow why do they start with Cipriani frankly but he he was kicking the whole time he wasn't injured he he nailed both his kicks hadn't he yeah he did come off immediately after the first Spencer Conversion. It's almost so, like a football free. It's almost like a football free kick, wasn't it? They were both lining up next to it. He didn't know if one of them was going to run over the top of it and the other one, the other one have a go. But he mm. he was holding the ball for Spencer, which I thought definitely a bit of a power play. Wow, he should be on his knees paying homage to the Spencer. He, he, I, didn't didn't I, I don't think was poor when he was on. I would say about Spencer, he I mean he he, he was brilliant. Yeah, again and again the le- the leadership that I think. I think he, he he shows when there's not many leaders in that in that team at all, and yeah, we look rudderless once again. But I mean, yeah, his, his tries are well taken. But I mean, the star of the show for that first Ben Spencer try, Tommy Dunn. I mean, you know, in moments that moments that make you smile in 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 games like that. You know, I I, I knew the score, watched the full game back, little offload out the back for Tom Dunn for for Spencer to go over in the in the right corner, and then yeah, I mean the the. the you know the second try obviously didn't have too much work to do. I mean, I thought he had, I thought he had a great game, but yeah, we we kind of we did seize initiative in that 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 first bit of the second half. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I thought he was excellent. Spare a thought for him as well with with Saracens looking on ominous and and on course for that for for another title after coming straight back up and and look at the kind of front five and pack that he's having to deal with. And um, I just hope we can keep him around. Interesting, only his kind of third and fourth try of the season of the Premiership yeah. season. You know, thought that was strange, but yeah, I thought he was fantastic. Um, I do think he did wear himself out in that kind of fifteen minutes period, and and he he did seem to tire quite a lot, and and was replaced by Joe Simpson with ten minutes to go, which which I know on social media caught a lot of flack, and I do think looking back. 
I can see the reasoning. You know, he was hands on head a lot in that second half. But I think to take him off and, and the leadership that, that he can bring, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think that outweighs kind of if he's at if he if he's at 30% fitness wise. I think that that's far superior to any scrum off other scrum off we've got in the squad. And I, I think he should he should he should kind of stay on. Yeah, well, I think on the substitutions as well. I you know I I don't mind them making the calls. I think sometimes I think on a couple of occasions this season, Simpson's come on and added a bit of pace. I think what it, what frustrates me about the substitutions is that they look like they're pre-planned. They look like they're premeditated. They're not, they're, they're not reactive to the game. I mean, you can't be watching that game and think that it's a sensible idea to take off Ben Spencer, who's managing the game, who's the talisman in the second half, take off Tonda Glanville, who yet again is very, very solid, and bring on, bring on Orlando Bailey at fullback. Um, you know, and, and then move him. What do they do? Then move Rocco de Gooney back when we had, we had 13 men and then bring on all your other subs as well so that when Josh Bayliss goes off and we have the yellow card, we're down to 13 men because we can't replace him because it's not an HIA. I just think, I just think that, you know, in games like that, when you've got some good dominance on the scoreboard, when you've only got 15 minutes to play out, I just think if it's, if it, you know, if it, ain't break, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I thought, yeah, I thought a few of the substitution changes were, 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 were pretty strange. And to, to bring on, finally, final substitution, to bring on Arthur Cordwell and Darcy Ray, and then Ewan Richards, a much lighter weight second row, it's no surprise that the scrum started going back at an absolute rate of knots. And I, yeah, I, I just thought the, 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 the reading of the game from presumably Hatley or, or even Hooper, I think, was left a lot to be desired. Well, I'm not sure I actually agree, you know. I think, I think the Glamble must have been injured must have been injured and, and Bailey came on straight swaps with Cipriani which was fine and you know Ray comes on on 60 minutes Morris and um, Cordwell on 70 minutes like they're props I think I think you can justify those decisions I just don't think you're getting an impact from those guys and I'm not sure that's you know obviously that that is down to the coaches in part because they shouldn't be on the bench and if they're not going to provide that impact but I think on a day like that, when, when, the, when the rugby's so quick, I think that you absolutely have to empty your bench. And I think we're unlucky with the Bayless situation. I'm not sure, you know, always, you pretty much always empty your bench, especially, in, as I say, in a game like that. I thought, yeah, we were unlucky with that and, and, and just really lacking in any sort of impact from, from any of the, the substitutions and, and particularly the, the, those two props who, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Go on, Tom. Well, I, I wouldn't. I, yeah, I wouldn't bring on Darcy Ray after sixty minutes for Will Stewart. He can. He can, he can go longer than that. And can he? We see yeah, Stewart try and go longer than that this season. I, I, well, I, I think he can. And I, they must be aware of the difference. You know, last scrum's teetered so many times when he's been at tight head. You're the cornerstone of that pack there. There's a huge drop off between those two. You talk about Ben Spencer and you know Joe Simpson, and if, if Spencer's blowing. You know, do, do you want to bring him on at scrum time? I yeah, I just I've said it so many times this season. I'm good till I'm till I'm till I'm blue in the face. I'm blue, black, and white in the face. But um, I I just think the 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 difference in quality with those props, I think, is just just huge. And I think you leave those guys on maybe possibly you know ten or so minutes longer, but you don't give you you, you don't take them off on sixty two minutes. You know, when we've capitulated twice late on in the last two games when in the last two games our bench has added so little you know we've got I think I saw one comment on Twitter we seem to have a fairly decent 23 a fairly decent 15 
but the 23 just lets us down and again the finishers just just weren't able to provide any kind of spark and yeah I, I think that should be recognized maybe I'm being captain hindsight I don't know obviously I, I watched the game back in full with knowing the result but at the time I just I, yeah I just just felt it was the perfect storm with a bit of lack of fitness lack of bottle and some poor tactical substitutions right yeah I I'm not I'm I guess we are saying the same sort of thing, but but I don't think you can not make the substitutions in a game like that, especially if we're talking about fitness. I just think the the issue lies in what you're bringing on, not when or kind of if you're bringing anybody on. Um, yeah, I, I kind of think we had to empty the bench and and we were just not given any any sort of impact for that. I also think that credit to, to Northampton Saints in, in that regard. I thought... Um, Manny Igoshen is it and he's an absolute baller he looks like a fantastic prospect at loose head prop ball in hand scrum time looks really really good so him then against Ray was was you know it is a man against a boy in in many ways but 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 kind of in the other way completely the opposite so he he was impressive and I yeah. like Edward to be fair to him yeah yeah they, they, they were they were they were good Saints and an absolutely massive result for them but but we were out, out on push, our... Push, push, them up, push them up into 10, top four, didn't it? Yeah, huge. That's the thing as well. I mean, you know, we're critical and obviously, you know, I think we're hurting, all the fans are hurting. We're, we're pretty frustrated as, as everyone will be able to tell. But, you know, it's a, it's a top four side, you know, almost at full strength without, without Courtney Laws, but otherwise almost at, you know, full strength. We've, we've still got a fair few guys unavailable in our squad. We're, we're languishing in bottom of the table. Ultimately, you know, we got two points out of that game. Um, <laughs> not, I don't think we're going to be bottom for much longer, you know. And we're not. Worcester are shocking. <laughs> we are closer. You have, to, you have to say we're closer. But as I said at the start, that almost makes it a little bit tougher to take. We're closer. Yeah, we are closer and we're, we're closer to Worcester as well. What is it now? It's a point. One point, yeah. We are game yeah. hand. Yeah. And one of them is against Worcester, right? Yeah. So we they, should. Is that that was always our, that was always our target. So <laughs> well, listen back to the preview podcast start of the season, and uh, yeah, whether that I think, was I, was, I, think I was, I think I might have been, in, might have been saying fifth or sixth. So that was how far away was I? I almost certainly predicted the top four. I, I think know. you you have done every, every season. To be fair, <laughs> oh, imagine if this was relegation as well. It would be, it'd be starting to. I mean, it'd be starting to get squeaky bum time, and I think we'd be we'd be even more pissed off with that with that with with what happened on Saturday. Do you think do you think if it was relegation we would be showing a bit more of a fight in these last 15 minutes? You know, I think last week we spoke about the fact that it's one team with at their season on the line absolutely everything to play for and it's one team with brutally honest absolutely nothing to play for. Do you think that would be be kind of making a difference in these in these. I don't know. I, I think I think I think they're still trying. I think there's still there's ultimately there's still careers on the line. There's still contracts on the line. These guys are fiercely competitive. I mean, we're here, you know, kind of as disappointed as we are. A lot of those guys, and not all of them, but a lot of those guys, absolutely love the club. Want to be part of the club for for many years, and they'll be hurting even more. It's their, as I said, it's their careers, it's their livelihood. So. I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't think it's pure, I don't think it's a lack of effort. I think it's a definite lack, lack of application, definite lack of coaching, poor decision-making, some pretty abject leadership. But I don't think, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify it as a, as a lack of effort. And I think yeah, at when times, it, when it really at, at comes times, to it. At times in the last month, I think we have looked a bit desperate, all, almost always in a losing cause. But I think we have looked a bit desperate because these guys know 
it's just not acceptable for a club like Bath. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, hard to know. And, you know, I think maybe getting out of, I don't think relegation would be good for the club, but I think maybe getting out of a relegation scrap, if, if it were on the cards, maybe that would be sort of the, the, the you know, almost like the kick up the ass that we'd, we'd, we'd need. But um, hopefully we'll never know, G. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've spoken about football the last couple of weeks on this podcast, but as a Man United fan, I know what a, a professional sportsman looks like when he's checked out from a club. And there was a couple of them for me in blue, black and white on Saturday. Um, you know, the number eight being being quite clearly one of them, in, in, in my eyes anyway. Um, obviously, Tom, we, we get to... Well, I won't name names. I won't name names. Got to keep that relationship. Very diplomatic, that was. Anyway, Tom, we get down to kind of 31 all. As we say, you know, game seems to be going only one way. Um, and, and then Max Clark gets gets, gets within five metres of the line. Um, and, and, and kind of at this point for me... Yeah, the, the the game just just goes wild, and and, and Luke Pierce has has a lot has a lot of work to do in, in the next couple of minutes, and I think he gets a bit of it right, but I think he absolutely gets this decision wrong. Juan Augustus is so far offside when he scrags Joe Simpson. He's not yeah. only in the ruck, he's coming through the side of the ruck, and then pulls over and plays the nine, and Simpson drops it. I mean that 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 was a you know a a, a terrible decision from from Pierce, but. You know, Bath blowing that opportunity and, and then having them pinned back in their in their half with a scrum. Clearly, the scrum gets a penalty against, and and within almost ninety seconds, they're back on their on our line, and and ultimately scoring scoring Mikey Hayward scoring the winning try, a really confusing winning try. Tom, at what point did it kind of dawn on you what what had happened and uh, which way which way the decision was going to go because you know from one moment elation to to knocking it on to to pure confusion to 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 sheer dread and and a feeling of of loss familiar a familiar journey the the, the you know the the what is it the, the four stages of Bath rugby grieving i think that 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 is uh you know a, a journey that i yeah i feel like i know very well after the last few seasons i think the yeah the first few angles that i saw on the the replay it didn't really show that it was Rockadagoonie's boot that, that knocked the ball out from it was one Augustus, wasn't it? So yeah, I, I I thought he'd knocked it on. I thought, you know, that's it. I thought we've, you know, that's what would that have been three points from the game. Um I thought, you know, very disappointing we've given it up, but happy that we've not bottled it in in, you know, completely. And then when they obviously showed the other angle. You know, you had you know, our, 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 our you know our friend of the podcast, Rory McConaughey, on commentary, and he was saying that that <laughs> happens very regularly in most rucks, which I think is probably probably maybe in fifteens, Rory, but maybe maybe not not so much in maybe in sevens, not so much in fifteens. I think yeah, can't have too many arguments with that being a penalty against. A little bit strange that they then played it on in the way that they did. I can see I can see the logic, but the fact that we regained the, the ball that should have. Um, that should that should have kind of rendered the advantage over, I would have thought. But then Hayward obviously just managed to pick it up. No real effort shown to ruck over or hold hold onto the ball by I think it was Charlie Yules, wasn't it? Who was in that breakdown? And then kind of Hayward just kind of falls over the line. So when they played through the logic, I don't quite understand that 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 point about you know why it wouldn't have been advantage over. Um, if, I don't know if you can explain that, but it kind of when they work, when he worked through the logic, it kind of dawned on me slowly that they were going to give it yeah I think because we don't have the ball for very long yeah 
it, it, I think if he sees that's a penalty on field, he does then, as soon as yours has it, blows. And then we obviously still have the penalty against, but we don't have the try. But I think, yeah, once he hadn't done that, then he plays it out in that way. And, and kind of that, he can't render that advantage over when they score almost immediately afterwards. So, yeah, I, I think by the letter of the law, he, he gets it. He gets yeah. it. He gets it right, um, but yeah, I think just really, really disappointing from a Bath point of view that that you know, first of all, your club captain stops, and then all the players around him stop, and and there's no one there to kind of regain the ball and and, and put that game to bed. You know, there's there's people just just watching, and yeah, it's really, really, really bad way, really, really bad way to lose that game. Just 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 looking so so kind of just a lack of awareness as well, yeah. isn't it? This match, yeah. yeah, yeah, great shame. Warm would say, no match awareness, yeah, no ticker, <laughs> certainly not. Yeah, yeah, just really, really poor, poor way to lose, and and yeah, disappointing for the fans in the ground. And I think a lot of people on social media as well pointing out just how disappointing it is that that the people who are ultimately paying to be there are completely clueless about what's actually happening. And I think it was a similar situation when Bath won against Bristol in the dying minutes um, in that same corner, actually, uh, uh, when, when, when kind of we were really unsure what was going to happen. And to have no, no kind of access to what the referee is saying, I, I think it's just, just, just absolutely needs to be addressed. Like, it's so difficult there with, with kind of, firstly obscured views for people to watch the screens and yeah. then also you know maybe not 100% knowledge of, of what's going on and, and of the specific laws especially after a few thatchers you absolutely there need to make sure the people that are in the ground understand because then the final whistle's blown and people are looking around like well you know what what the hell's happened and I think yeah that that absolutely needs to be addressed and and, and we've been saying that since we started this podcast you know sometimes when you go to the game you can kind of feel like you're not really understanding what's going on even even as someone who would kind of claim to know a little bit about rugby and, and yeah I think if you're there as more of a casual fan in particular you've got absolutely no chance of understanding that and that's just going to turn you off yeah and other sports do it uh, you know they, they do it well it's a it's a quick and easy way to to keep people interested and to grow the game so yeah yeah it doesn't seem like it'd be that difficult either no 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 but difficult one to take certainly huge huge for saints um mm. Yeah, and I think, you know, just turn to, to social media and, and kind of the general feel of Bath fans, a lot of interaction, as you'd expect, after a, a you know a brutal loss. And yeah, people, I think, echoing a lot well, of thoughts. And also, you know, continued kind of strong interaction. And I think, yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of sums up, sums up the sport that Bath had all season. You know, people still get in touch. Admittedly, people are very frustrated to use your your F word, but it, you know, people still wanting, you know, wanting to get behind the club, which I, I don't think will be the same for all clubs for sure. No. And, and thank you for, for sticking by us as well through the season. You know, the, the listener, the listening figures and, and the support that we get continues to grow, which, you know, seems to be incredible given, given what given, given to, four out of 21 wins in the Prem. Yeah. No, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an impressive, but I think people just echoing a lot of sentiments, you know, that it's that the, the, the subs seem planned, as as you said, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lack of leadership. Mike Piggott points out, um, kind of, yeah. In, you know, people um, 
discussing the leadership, the subs, both you know leadership on and off the field, and 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 yeah, the fact that that, that maybe Tom, it's it's more of a psychological issue as opposed to a, a physical issue, and I think that, that that's interesting this week because it's not, yeah, we had those that long ten minute break just before it all started to yeah. go wrong, and and you know I. I guess with with fitness, like if you've got to a point of, of kind of being tired, ten minutes of, of rest may not be able to actually get you back. You, you know, you might quickly then get back to that that stage where you you are really tired. But but you would think like with only fifteen minutes left in the game, you just had a ten minute break. You think you would be able to to kind of not be lacking so much in fitness. But but absolutely, we we were found out again with fitness, and I think it is psychological. But I do think fitness played a better part again. Like and Northampton Saints know it as well. The opposition teams know it. Uh, you know when Freeman scored that try, I think that was to go thirty-one all. Mm. We're kind of meandering back to no, sorry, the thirty-one all was the penalty try. When you know Freeman scores that try and it's twenty-six thirty-one, we're kind of you know heads down walking towards the post. They PS Francis picks up the ball, knocks over a drop goal conversion and is running back to the 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 the, the halfway line. Again when they score it's go 31 all. They're all sprinting back to the halfway line because they'll absolutely talk about it in the week that we get these guys on the ropes tired and we can just blow them away. Well they both yeah you know watching the last two game tapes and mm. that'll be exactly what they've taken from that. You know they were bright early doors they probably expected that. We expected us to chuck it around a bit expected us to us to maybe score some nice tries. I think I said in the in the build up to the game, I expect to see some 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 pretty loose rugby and some 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 fast tries if it if it if it uh, you know the conditions are good. So you're absolutely right. They've seen other teams do it to us, and we've been on the receiving end so many at time so many times. It becomes a bit of a vicious a vicious cycle. Um, I think you can be mentally as you can be mentally as well as physically tired. I, I, I think I think we are, and I think we are also psychologically drained from what's been a very very grim season and I think the messages from the leaders and coaches who let's be honest is both think both of those things are probably going to change at the end of the season they're probably just not working anymore cool so three games left of the season then Tom how how do we go about fixing this I don't know <laughs> okay so 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 would you would you be tempted to do what Bristol are trying and that is to pack your bench so have um spencer on the bench have bayless on the bench have stewart on the bench have morisoff on the bench have um maybe joseph on the bench maybe you know bailey for some reason is currently on the bench but but pack your bench with your best players bring them on earlier than you would normal substitutions get to you know get to 50 minutes in the game and then flood the bench would you would you be tempted to do that as you say we've seen Bristol do it we've seen teams when they come up against Harlequins who are famously strong finishes pack their bench Montpellier Leicester have done it the last two games they've had would you be tempted to do that I don't know I don't think so I, I'd possibly want to balance it out a little bit more but then I mean given the guys that we've we've got available that essentially means that you're what? So you're picking a front row, starting front row of Caldwell, Detroit, Ray, and then who, who's who's your starting second row? Then you're gonna you're gonna go William. Well, yours can stay starting. But yours, okay, so then yours yours and Richards. No, well, no, 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 no. Wow. I don't really, I don't, I don't, I don't really think that works. To be honest, um, 
I don't think now is the time for radical kind of changes in in strategy. I think we've we've got to try and salvage something by putting our best team forward for the last few games of the season. We've got to try and chase Worcester, try, chase Newcastle, get it, get ahead. Um, if if the same stuff continues to happen, which it it might well do, particularly against against Gloucester next week, kind of some of the 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 you know the rugby that they've been playing, then then so be it. But. I don't think now is the right time for this set of coaching staff and for this this captain to make those sorts of fairly radical changes because I think that essentially their their time is up now. Do what you can until the end of the season, but I yeah I'd, 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 I I I I don't think it would I don't think it would improve the I don't think it would improve the results. I don't think it would give us a better chance by by starting a weaker team and and, and trying to trying to bring guys on towards the end. To be honest. You say that their time is up, but the captain's staying, the director of rugby staying, and the head coach is staying. So, yeah, their, their, their time. I mean, I mean, their time of decision makers. In terms, of, you're asking about selection. You're asking about when you bring guys off the bench. You're asking about tactics. I think that that's going to sit where you know more in the remit of, of Van Gran. Yeah. And if, if 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 there's another captain, that's what I mean. I mean, yeah, that's a fair point. I think, I think I'll be tempted. You know. I think I, I have absolutely no way in which see no way in which we're going to beat Gloucester. So, do we try and do we try and stick in the game and then and then you know come on strong late and, and maybe get a, a point because we're a point behind Worcester currently with a, a game in hand. As I said at the start of the podcast, you know, a point against Gloucester is it, it would be a really good result in the way I see it this weekend as, as we move on to talk about that game, Tom. Um, and yeah, I, I think maybe trying something slightly different might work. You know, it, it, it's worked for, it, it's worked for Bristol in that they came back and ultimately lost against Sale in that European game and, and came back and actually beat Gloucester, our opponents this weekend on, on Friday night. And yeah, you know, I'm not saying that we've got a chance of beating them, particularly at King's Home in a, in a game that, looking at the table, they absolutely have to win. But yeah, I think I'd be tempted to to try something different. It's just it's just not working. And yeah, I, as I said, that that Einstein quote of trying the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I think we might be on the end of an absolute pumping after 30 minutes. So be it. But I think yeah, I, I think it's worth trying something different. You know. Yeah, and I think there's there's probably a couple of selection changes that you would make in any case to to the team that we saw but I think I, I don't know why Sam Underhill wasn't involved whether he was rested or whether he'd picked up a knock did you did you see no I'm not sure so I mean he, he's a guy that I think we missed I mean Mark please see Miles Reed back but I think the form that form that Sam Underhill has been in has been has been incredible and if all those three guys are available I'd be tempted to drop to drop Valatau either play Kutsia or just play those three guys and, 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 and see 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 what you get for them the other one, G, that I'll, I'll you know, I know, you know, you'll agree on this is is Bailey. Bailey needs to start at, at ten. There's there's kind of no doubt about that in 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 my mind. I think, uh, yeah, I, I just I just don't under that understand that selection. And the final one, I, well, one of, one of the ones I make actually, maybe a bit more of an interesting one. I think Max Clark. You know, I actually think he, he looked quite bright in that game. But again, as we saw against Edinburgh, we were a couple had a couple of very very weak moments in midfield defence I'd, I'd like to see Will Butt I mean Max Adroma seems like he's still unavailable but I'd like to see Will Butt given a go in that that 12 shirt bulk out that centre a little bit more add add a bit of physicality in in defence I think he's a guy that as we've said might be might be getting some more game time next season so he see what he can do alongside Jonathan Joseph in that 
in that in that sense of partnership. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I, I know you disagree, but I really don't see why. I don't see the point in playing people that aren't going to be there next season. But yeah, Clark falls under that, and 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 Cipriani certainly falls under that. I agree. I agree with those, both of those. Tom, it'd be fascinating. Well, it might be fascinating. It might be 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 kind of gouge your eyes out stuff on on Saturday afternoon at King's Home as we travel to 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 Gloucester. Gloucester, as I say, lost lost out to Bristol, which had them sat, which now has them sat in sixth, um, a point behind Northampton. Bristol's point. Bristol's first win in five, so congrats to them. <laughs> <laughs> see that? Did you see Ashton Gay? No, pretty empty, was it? Oh. Oh, less than half full. Oh. Glorious, absolutely glorious Friday night viewing. Yeah, so Gloucester, one point behind Northampton Saints. That is such a big result for Saints. And then on level on points with Exeter, but with a, a game in hand. Yeah, you know, as tough it is being a Premiership rugby fan, uh, you know, supporting Bar, this top four race is, is, is seriously exciting with, you know, three teams confirmed pretty much at this point. And then three, maybe four teams with Irish almost, you know, yeah. going into, into one place. It's absolutely fascinating stuff. So Gloucester will know that, 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 that they have to win this game. And if anything, if the, was it Boxing Day fixture is anything to go by, they'll absolutely batter us up front. More time, no problems asked. They look really well drilled, George Skivington, and they'll cruise to a comfortable victory. I mean, you'd expect so. That was actually a pretty, pretty bleak yeah, moment. Thinking about them, actually, that might, might, that might push, push, push Northampton Saints just up, just off the podium into fourth place. Because yeah, yeah. as you say, Boxing Day packed house at the wreck, and they just mauled us till the cows came home, and 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 they certainly did come home. Because yeah, I think it was three or four tries, and it looked like kind of those very those mismatched school games that you see when one team just has no idea what they're doing, the other team's kind of cruising forward in more for, more formation almost at a dangerous pace for the guys at the front of the mall so yeah I yeah I mean do you still pick the a second choice front five given what we saw against Gloucester you know I think it would just get so ugly so quickly that we'd end up changing it before your your theory actually played out your strategy actually <laughs> played out at all and then yeah I mean just looking at the guys that wired again just very dangerous guys so Reese Samet and Ollie Thorley on the wing it, it, it's it's oh, just I'm I'm just not looking forward to it. I mean, th- this isn't the the West Country derby that kind of gets my my blood boiling probably as much as 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 extra and particularly Bristol. But never want to lose to 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 well, I never want to lose to anyone. I never want to lose to a local team, particularly away at Gloucester. Obviously, the shed love nothing more than 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 than, than beating Bath. So. Yeah, I can't say I can't say I'm massively looking forward to it. And obviously, given the the stakes that, that that you mentioned in terms of the table for them, they'll be they'll they'll be well up for it. So yeah, I'll be be probably watching, paying my four ninety nine for for from BT boy. Oh, even better. <laughs> no, 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 no excuse then. And and yeah, watching 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 through my hands probably. Might be tough, might be a tough one, but but yeah, stick behind the boys through through thick and thin, as always, please. Um, before we leave, and th- thank you for sticking with us uh, through through another, hopefully a therapeutic session, a therapeutic therapeutic episode of the Bath Rugby Plug, and 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 your gift for sticking with us um, is the 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 award winning section segment of the podcast, the Munster Munch. Brought to you courtesy of Tom. Tom, take it away. 
Well, big big week from big week for Munster. Uh, rival team Ulster visited visited uh, away at Ulster. Sorry, <laughs> as he reads it now, <laughs> away at Ulster. A seventeen twenty four win for Munster, and you talk about it being close at the the top of the table in the in the URC. Munster, who were in fifth place behind Ulster, have now catapulted up into 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 third place. So a very very impressive win away from away from home against a, a pretty much a, a, you know a first choice first choice Ulster team. Our boy, I mean no no Matt Gallagher playing, but our boy Chris Kilote came back off the bench into action wearing the number twenty three shirt. Uh, at 15 minutes a couple of turnovers in there as well which I'm sure will be, be music to, to Bath fans ears but yeah Munster going going great guns uh, Graham Rountree obviously is a assumed kind of leadership for, for, for next season so whether or not Van Graan and, and, and JP have been pushed to the sidelines I, I can't comment but yeah a, a good win for them and they seem to be they seem to be ending the, the season with a bit of a roar unlike the, 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 the whimper that we're seeing we're seeing down at the wreck Positive to start and a positive to end the podcast. Tom, thank you again for joining me. Thank you so much for listening. And as I say, a huge, huge thank you to, 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 to you, the listener, for sticking with us for, for this season and for spreading the word to your friends. Um, we only get this out through word of mouth and through you guys, your guys' support. So thank you for that. And please do continue to do it as we continue to provide Bath Rugby therapy for all Bath Rugby fans. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, follow us at Bath Rugby Plug on Twitter and stick behind the boys through thick and thin.